And now on Radio Maria England, we present Exploring the Faith. Hello and welcome to this Exploring the Faith. And today we've got a special show. We've got, uh, we're going to look at vocations and I've got some guests with me. I've got Sister Elaine and uh, James Ryan, Sister Lynn and Sister Mary Ann. Hello to you all. Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we won't have a cacophony of sounds, so we'll have to, to do it one at a time because you're all in different places, aren't you? Yes. yes. Yes, of course you are. So, yes, we're looking at vocations today, which is a key concern, I should think, to every Christian and, of course, to the church. And um, the, it's from the old French, vacare. It means to call. And uh, whenever we talk about vocations, uh, people, I think, in the world think about uh, things like teaching and education, of course, but uh, also medical care. Um, but they could also think about their, their own lives, like called to a single life or married or in the church, religious life or priesthood. Now, we're going to be exploring some of these today. Um, so I'm going to begin with uh, Sister Frances Kelly. Now, you joined the National Vocations Officer. That's in England, isn't it? That's correct, Father. Yes, that's in, uh, based in London and it covers England and Wales. Yeah, that's great. So um, you're there to do, you're the religious vocations promoter. So that's your focus, isn't it, for the religious life? That's right, not, yes. Not about then priests or anything else. It's a, it's about um, vocation to the religious life. For me, yes, vocation to the religious life. That's and correct. Is that male and female? Male and female, right. yes. So I understand you're, you're a member of the Congregation of the Sisters of Nazareth. What is that particular vocation to the, the So the, the Sisters of Nazareth are actually a London-founded um, uh, congregation. We were founded by a French lady, Victoire Laminier, right. who came over from Brittany to England, and we were founded in Hammersmith in London. What year was that again? Um, 1850. Right. Was that a period when the religious orders were getting chucked out of France? And I think... I think that was a period where um, it seemed to be from, from Brittany, um, there's been quite a few congregations have been founded from there in, in London. And I think um, we always refer to the times of Oliver Twist, if you can imagine yeah. London Tale of two would, have been very, would have been very much like that. So it would have been an invitation from the bishops to serve um, in, in London looking after children. And for us, it was children and elderly. I see. Um, Therese is in that part of the world, isn't she, of France? Uh, Therese, yes, yeah, she is, so yes. Th there's a great encouragement to everyone's vocation, I think. So that's <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely to all of us, encouragement to everybody. Um, you, <laughs> you've been in, then involved in the past seven years as the voca vocation director for your congregation. It's not just for your congregation, though, is it, sister? So it's for my congregation, I, I'm, I'm a trained nurse because we're predominantly a nursing teaching congregation. Right. But I have been involved in um, vocation ministry now for the past seven years for my own congregation, and that would be working um, throughout the UK. Right. So um, I wonder if I could move to Sister um, Elaine. Yes, hello. Hello, Sister Elaine. <laughs> uh, you're part of that too, aren't you? You're part of the team. 
Yes, yes, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm the director of the National Office for Vocation, and I I started about five years ago. I first had the job that Sister Frances has as the religious life promoter, and now uh, my job is to oversee kind of all vocations and make sure everybody's attended to. So Sister Frances focuses on um, religious vocations, and you're doing yeah. all vocations. Yeah, well, I support Sister Frances in her work, and uh, I work closely with the diocesan vocations directors who promote the, the priesthood. And uh, I also have a, an interest in um, other areas, for example, the, 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 the vocation of the older person, for example. So, so between the three of us in the office, we, we although we're we all co-responsible for promoting a general culture of vocation, each one of us has one sort of specific areas which we try and focus on. Um, that's interesting about the older person. What do you mean by that? Well, in in 2019, Pope Francis had invited uh, delegates from around the world to come to the to to Rome. Uh, because vocation is more than just a job. It's part of who you are and what God is calling you to. So there was a specific uh, focus on that meeting in January 2019 uh, on the vocation of the older person. Because as we get older, our vocation doesn't, it's not like a new vocation, but it changes. And it's still very valuable to the church and it's still still older people are still called by God to do something for him and for his kingdom. Yeah, that's beautiful. So we're, we, so we're trying to encourage older people because uh, nowadays, like, older people sometimes can be forgotten or mm. we can, especially in today's culture, um, older people are think that once they, they, they can't do anything else, they're not valuable anymore. But God still values them and therefore the church should still value them. And we can, sh we can show through the older person that vocation is not just about what you can do, but who you, who you are yeah. in Christ. That's beautiful. I mean, whenever I go into any church, it's the older people often who are keeping the, the church uh, resourced. I don't mean just financially. I mean just with yes. their care and love and presence and uh, yes. and cleaning. I think the, all of these things that keep the church going is so important. It's important in yes. all our lives. Um, I mm -hmm. agree with you entirely. In the Middle Ages, older people, uh, if they were widowed, would be able to get in, go into a, um, a religious, join a religious community. That's not that's not so common now, is it? No, it doesn't. It, one of the difficulties is because people are tending to make decisions later on in life, it's unfortunate that sometimes you come across this barrier of being too old to be accepted for religious congregations. Mm -hmm. And most of this is it's different for the diocesan priesthood. You can become a priest uh, later in age. But um, for religious, it's difficult. I think a, a lot of the, the motivation is because once you're older, you find it difficult to set into a different routine and different habits and learn a new style of life, which uh, which is essentially difficult for the person, not just difficult for uh, the community. Yeah, I've got a friend who's looked. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to join any sort of community, and um, the, she found one in England that would take mm -hmm. her because everyone else turned her down. So she's had to come to England to do that. Um, yes. Do you think? Do you think that's a mistake? Oh, that's a difficult oh, question. I don't want to put you on the I, uh, on Yes. Side. I don't want yes. to put you on the spot. No. 
No, I don't. I, I think I think sometimes that I mean there there are there are kind of two ways to look at this. First of all, it depends on the charism of the congregation, yeah. and every congregation has its own own right to decide what is best for 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 its longevity. But the other part of it is is sometimes sometimes people think that the only way to become close to God is to enter a religious congregation, where there are so many different avenues. There yeah. are so many different things that an older person can do in the church. Yeah. There's like um, secular orders. Uh, you can be a single person who is consecrated to God. For my my own my own founder founded different congregations, and one of them and there was two of them: one for men and one for women, and actually one for families. Oh really? Because there are yes, there are congregations out there where they do a novitiate, they do they take they take vows uh, of of um, poverty, chastity, and obedience. It, you have different levels of giving yourself to God. It doesn't need to be as a religious. So sometimes people could just be invited to think about other options rather than thinking the only thing to come close to God or to serve God in his churches in a, a religious community. No, uh, that's true. And also, since I think. Uh, the 20th century, at least the middle of the 20th, ecclesial movements have sprung mm -hmm. up, haven't they, sister? That yes. have really revolutionised and renewed the church. Yes. I was um, at a conference once and uh, there's a Father Amadeo Cincini, who's one of the, the international speakers quite often cited about vocation. And he says, vocations in the church is not in decline, but it's changing. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what's happening with all these new movements what God is asking of congregations and of society, the people of God, is different because the world is different. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, do you know Edith Stein? I think I, you could check it out, everyone. Mm -hmm, I, should, yeah. I should have brought my laptop to But I think she was 46 when she entered mm -hmm. the Carmelites. And that's not, that's a quite a, a difficult call, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a challenging call. Oh, am I one? right yes. about her age? Someone... I, I don't know. No, I don't know anybody else. Yeah, I mean, she was so she was an older person, and but mm -hmm. I mean, wow, remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. James, you you're also with us now. That's we've got onto hello. different different areas. So, hello, James. Hello, hello, Father. It's really nice to talk to you. So, your title is discipleship promoter. Yes. Uh, right. What does that mean? So basically, um, I help um, the office. I help Sister Elaine um, and Sister Frances and. We look at the different states of life uh, together um, and we promote a life of discipleship. So um, a life uh, living, um, you know, as the person, you know, living out um, as Christ would want us to live out and following Christ and making that a living relationship with with Christ himself. Yeah. Um, and that can involve um, our, our different states of life, as I said, um, through priesthoods, through married life, um, and uh, through through the single life, as you mentioned earlier on at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, so um, I deal with um, the inquiries to, to those different states of life to help um, people um, and to connect people to the right um, people in order to assist them um, to hear God's call and to help Wonderful. discern. Do you know that uh, saying, everyone quotes it from Leon Bloy, the only real sadness, the only real failure, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. 
Do you know that one? <laughs> it's such a great quote. Yeah, it's such a great quote. Everybody cuts that. And actually, Leon Bly was married. He had an extraordinary life, didn't he? I mean, and he, he lived it out. I don't know if you know much about his biography, but it's, it's certainly different. And his impact on the church, that married lay person, um, with, you know, very poor. I mean, his ex- but his influence, I think, has been extraordinary through the Maritans, the Jacques and Reza, and a, a couple married and consecrated to the Lord. And their impact mm-hmm. on Vatican II. Anyway, so I don't want to go off on that, but listeners, <laughs> check out Leon Bloy. He's interesting. Or check out Jacques and Reza Maritain, wonderful converts uh, brought into the church through Leon Bloy. Uh, so, yeah, we all need to become saints, don't we, James? We do. We do. It's so important. That call to holiness is is there. It yeah. needs to happen. <laughs> it's, it's Lumen Gentium, isn't it? It's a Vatican II, the universal call to holiness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, you know about that, of course, better than me, probably. Uh, so it's extraordinary that listeners, we all, as Christians, through our baptism, have this call to follow Christ in discipleship and uh, to call to holiness. Isn't that right, James? And we find different ways to do that. That is correct. We find different ways to do it. And, you know, each individual is is called in their own, own certain way and their own certain way to follow God. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important. And uh, and that's what that's what we're there to do. And, you know, to, to help people to understand that and to, um, as Sister Elaine said earlier on, build that culture of vocation yeah. um, and people, you know, to, to have the opportunity to hear God's call, yeah. especially in this in this world at the moment, this ever changing world. You know, it's so busy and obviously with the um, current um, pandemic going on, yeah. you know, it's about finding ways to reach out to people um, in order to, to help them hear God's call at this time. That's beautiful. Uh, that's wonderful. So, listeners, it's not simply those uh, who are priests or, or consecrated religious who have vocations. All of us do. And it doesn't matter about how old you are. Isn't that right, uh, Sister Elaine? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are or whether, who you are. We all are called in Christ to follow the Lord Yeah, in this way. Can I ask, uh, begin, go back to you, uh, Sister um, Francis, could you tell us about how you found your vocation and um, how, how you, you got to where you are? Yeah, so um, I would think from a very young age, <clears throat> I was always um, felt called to religious life. And that wasn't really because I knew any sisters in my parish or that they taught us in school or anything like that. I just had this, I suppose, um, if I saw a sister, maybe in a, uh, if I had been in Lourdes as a young person, um, I, I sort of was fascinated by their, their, you know, charism, by their way of life, by everything really about them. But it wasn't really until my early teens, uh, late teens and and early 20s that I really started to discern, was God really calling me to do this? Right. And, and, And was I really the right person and was I special enough and should it be me all those sort of uh, notions that people have in their head of I'm not good enough and this is not for me and you try to put it to the back of your mind yeah but I really had um I really did then through discernment with the sisters of Nazareth um I really did then feel that this is where this is where um God wanted me to be he this is where you know I could I could be myself um my gifts and talents were you know, being used there. So Wonderful. yeah, so it's it's that's what my so the my religious life defines me of, of who I am. Right. Um, 
we have an extra sister with us. So we've got a sister. Uh, we've had Sister Frances and uh, um, a member of the Congregation of the Sisters of Nazareth. I think Sister Elaine, you're part of um, St. Paul's, aren't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm a, a daughter of St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, we have Pauline Books and Media. That's yeah. So St. if you outside yeah. Westminster Bookshop, that's, that's no. Well, what, that's that. That's the that's the it's a priest and brothers. All right. Okay. So You're... we we were in Kensington High Street. Unfortunately, we've had to close. But oh. we've just opened up a new. We had, we were we're also in Newcastle, in Liverpool, and in Glasgow. Great. And uh, we've, ju we've just actually had a new place in Liverpool, so on, on, on Church Street. We should work closely with you because yours is about um, uh, evangelism with the modern means of communication. So you're close yes. to our hearts, aren't you, sister? Yes, we, we, yes. You and I need a long conversation, I think. It'd be great. Okay. We should, yeah, we yeah, should do that. Contact me. Yeah, I will. Oh, sister, <laughs> yes. believe me, I will. <laughs> uh, but we've got a lovely other sister. We've got Sister Marianne. And I don't know what, uh, what, what Marianne, your is, uh, what's your order? Good, good morning. It's good lovely morning. to be here with no, you. So I'm an FCJ sister. FCJ stands for Faithful Companions of Jesus. And we're an Ignatian congregation, which means we are inspired by St. Ignatius of Loyola, who is obviously most famous for the Jesuits. Um, so we, we would be very similar to the Jesuits in our way of life. Are you like the Mary Ward sisters then? Very similar, yes, okay. absolutely, yeah. I'm based in Liverpool. So you you work with the Catholic Vocations Project. So That's right. how does the that how's that different from the others then? Well. I really, I mean, um, I'm really a teacher, so I work in school. I still work in school. Um, we have a school here in Liverpool where I where I, I teach part time, and I'm part of the vocations team for my own congregation. But uh, as part of vocations work, I work with the Catholic Vocations Project, and what this is is a collaboration of of religious who come together to continue to build a culture of vocation. Right. It's not different from what the national office does. It just complements it. Right. And I think more and more religious are realizing that we need to work together uh, because the church needs is needs us um, to, to be together so that our voice is heard yeah. and that we can help young people to discover what it is that God is calling them to. Yeah. Do you feel anxious about the way things are changing, that vocation, I mean, the, of a particular sort are in decline and others are on the ascendancy? I'm not really, because, you know, if you believe that God's spirit is leading us, yeah. then whatever change is happening will be life giving for the church and for, for God's people. You know, vocation is about discovering what it is within you that somehow links up with what it is that God wants for you and becomes this wonderful fire that Catherine of Siena talks about. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm not really I'm quite excited because, you know, we really do not know what the church will look like in even 20 years time, never mind 100 years time when we're all won't be here no. it's a journey isn't it i mean we're a bit like um that say transfiguration so peter up the mountain wonderful and he wants to keep it permanent by building booths and stay there but the lord yeah. urges him on and it's not always a journey it's a journey to death as well as resurrection, isn't it, sister? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's completely surprising and it catches you unawares and it kind of knocks you for six. But but God does bring new life from whatever um, is, is we're being called to do and how we're being called to change. It's also extraordinary. Now, you I have got an interesting story, I think. So you're not from Liverpool. I can tell by your accent anyway. You're not from Liverpool. So, yeah. No. But I, I love the way you've adopted that city. And, that's, you know, it's important. Um, you've got an interesting story. How did you come to be where you're at? 
sister. So I come from Malta. So all my family are still in Malta. Um, and Malta is a very Catholic uh, island. Uh, mm. um, I think in the 90% people who would claim to be Catholic, whether they're practicing or not. So I was born there. So very much faith was very important to me. And in my sixth form and university life, I was very involved in the chaplaincy, in the Catholic chaplaincy. And that would have been run by Jesuits. So I became really into Ignatian spirituality. I was really inspired by the earthiness of it. You know, you find yeah. God in all things and, and their action for justice. Uh, and I wanted to be a Jesuit, of course but they wouldn't have me. It's the wrong gender for that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I went on the internet, as you would do when you are, you know, of our, our generation. I went on the internet and I, I looked for Ignatian women and up popped the website of the Faithful Companions of Jesus, who are, as you know, as I said before, based on, on the same lifestyle as the Jesuits. And I came to visit and the rest is history, really. I felt at home. Um, I felt this could be a place where I could flourish, where my gifts and talents could be used for God's kingdom. And I loved the women I met. You know, they were amazing women, inspiring women. So I up sticks and moved from Malta, where there are no FCJ sisters, uh, to the UK. I've lived here. I've lived in the Philippines for a time as well, because we're an international congregation. I've also lived in Paris, which was quite nice uh, for, a, for a little while. But I've actually spent um, about the last 15 years on and off in Liverpool. Okay. So I have adopted the city. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's wonderful. Um, that's so exciting. Um, we're here because Vocation Sunday is coming up, aren't we, all of us? And mm -hmm. uh, so yes. uh, what? who's going to tell me, Sister Frances, when Vocation Sunday is? So Vocation Sunday is this Sunday coming, the 25th of April. Okay. Um, so are all diocese going to uh, um, encourage people in their vocation on that day? Is that what it's for? What's it for? Sister Elaine, yeah, I... go on, Sister Elaine, you, you jump in. <laughs> yes, um, the church is, is essentially is, is the International Day of Prayer for Vocation. So the, the Pope, Pope Francis has sent a letter. So you can, if you look at the Vatican website, you can read Pope Francis's letter. And uh, our own uh, Archbishop Malcolm Ma uh, from Liverpool will be writing a pastoral letter for the UK as well. It's essentially when the people of God are called together to pray for vocations. Yeah. Because we, like the Lord says, like you've got to uh, for the the harvest needs prayer essentially. So for for, for us to. God doesn't work alone. He asks us, He by our baptism, he asks us to participate in his work. So it's a kind of a dialogue. God wants us to ask for vocations. We need to pray for vocations. We need to tell God that we want the church to flourish in this way so that he can allow us to collaborate with him. So pray for vocations, please. And if you come to the UK Vocation website, you'll, which it should be, we're launching a new website this week within the next couple of days. It should be up and live. Just takes time to come through. You will be able to f download a, a little prayer card image and a prayer to pray for vocations to uh, for all vocations, but especially at this time for the priesthood and religious life. Okay, James. Then how how will you um, organise or promote Vocation Sunday? 
Yeah, so we've got a number of different events that we've got on um, this week. Um, so tonight we've got um, a rosary being prayed for Vocations Sunday. And we've um, got some groups, some wider groups involved in joining us in that. And it's going to go out at 7 p.m. over um, the NOV Facebook um, live stream. And we've got Youth 2000, Castle Rig Manor, um, Westminster Youth Ministry and the Association of Catholic Chaplains in Education, right. um, so the ACCE, that will be joining in with um, our rosary um, tonight at seven o'clock. And okay. um, you can come on um, and just listen in and pray the rosary with us. Um, Sister Frances and I have made uh, some beautiful prayers in order to um, really sort of, uh, you know, develop that prayer um, as a part of this week, this important week, and, and obviously on, on Sunday. We also have um, an event called The Conversation, which is on Wednesday, which um, Sister Frances might um, tell us a little bit more about as well. Um, we've got a panel of uh, seven people living out seven different states of life, um, and they're going to come on and give a short um, testimony about their state of life and then we're going to look at some questions and answer sessions and that's right. done through zoom and you can book on um yeah. through an event brightly so it must be exciting having um i guess uh sister elaine using modern means of communication we need you sister elaine at uh, this time to promote, <laughs> promote vacations because we can't gather and do what we normally do can we so yeah it's true it's true so yeah um we're just coming to the end of our show, and um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will be promoting Vocation Sunday here on Radio Maria England, and we'll be doing what we can do for that. And uh, I've downloaded the prayers, suggested prayers for Vocation Sunday. Are those the prayers you've got, James? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to use uh, one of those prayers uh, now. Oh, can we, can we hear a little bit more from Sister Francis yes. about how we can, uh, all, how oh, any of us can be included on that Wednesday Zoom that you were talking about? Yeah, please. Yeah, so we're we're advertising this online, and we do have a link for anyone who would like to join us on the Zoom event. Um, we will send you. Um, there's a booking form if you look at the Nov Facebook page. Um, you'll be able to fill in the the form and register, and we will send you the link to get involved on the Wednesday evening, the conversation, and ask questions and be part of the audience really to um, look at the culture of vocation and how other people are living out their vocation in different ways. Wonderful. Uh, so listeners, whatever you are, whoever you are, however old you are, uh, we all have a vocation and to become saints uh, and in whatever way we're called. So that's wonderful. Thank have you. One, can on, can yeah. we just mention one more event? We have yeah, Living do, Joyfully, yeah, do, which is on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, please. Living Joyfully is this Thursday and Friday, and that's a connection with schools where schools through Zoom will be able to meet with lots of religious, living out different styles of religious life, and that's a real celebration wow. of our life. And also on Saturday, which is an open day for anyone who would like to join us, again, they will have an opportunity to listen to religious, to hear their vocation stories, um, ask questions, and really just celebrate um, together our, our way of life. Um, I run a, a programme called Padre's Hour and I get an hour to talk to people. It sounds like I need all of you for a longer time because half an hour wasn't enough, was it, for us all to explore this. So we'll be coming back. Is that all right to Sister Frances? Will you come back on Radio Mirror England? 
do so. We certainly will, definitely. Oh, yeah, Sister Elaine, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, and yes, James and you. Sister Miriam. We need your thank voices. You. Thank, you. thank you for Absolutely. all you do. Thank you for your encouragement to us. And so uh, let thank us you. pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God of every aspect of our lives, help us to hear clearly what you're asking of us each day, whatever situation we find ourselves in. You are the God who calls us to stay where we are or to move at your bidding, to seek and speak courageously, sharing your love, defending the vulnerable and bringing dignity to those who have no voice. Help us to sense your presence in perseverance and in hope in those everyday places which can be continuously renewed by your grace. Amen. 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 Radio Maria England, a Christian voice in your